Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Killer Mike was basically saying, if you take a million minorities and everybody take a hundred dollars, look, there's a million black folk in Atlanta that has a hundred dollars and you go to the Citizens, Citizens Trust Bank and you go there and now you have a hundred million dollars. You have power if we bring a hundred million dollars to you. Now, we want you to be able to give small loans to black people for businesses and homes. That's how you empower our community, Wait, and that's that how you think the most important thing, in my opinion, was now you're going to all of these other groups that you're pulling your money from and saying, we will not give you another dollar until you, until you, speak, out. Yeah. Until you speak out and you say that we think this is a problem. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dead and Bob. We've had these type of conversations before on this channel. It's one of the reasons why I like having a platform like this because it allows us to cover and discuss topics of this matter as grim as they may be, but it's deserving of the dialogue and the conversation. And, um, and of course, at the time of the shooting, something else just happened. We're talking about what occurred in Baton Rouge, Louisiana with Alton Sterling being fatally shot and killed by two police officers while his hands appeared to be um, pinned down. We know Dallas, uh, there was a retaliation in Dallas. Uh, Michael Xavier Johnson went up on a rooftop and opened fire on police officers, um, killing five of them. And one went four cops and then one was a dark um, uh, worker. And the day after, if I'm correct, or the um, Orlando Castile was, was killed um, by a cop in Minnesota. In front of his girlfriend. In front of his girlfriend, who took out the camera and recorded the incident um, and broadcasted it live on Facebook. I don't know how she did it either. She was a very brave woman. And uh, and there was a baby and a kid in the backseat too, which was crazy because he opened, well, let loose four shots, which could have shot and killed the kid in the background because he was complying with the officer. And it was just brought to our attention that something else just happened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, so we just uh, brought that news to us. So hey guys, I'm gonna kind of be on my phone a little bit just to kind of keep you guys updated during the conversation. Um, but Breaking News Feed just reported that there was an active shooter in Baton Rouge. Um, there were seven officers shot three are dead and there was like a heavy um, gunman at large, I guess. What happened or what I've read so far is that it was like an open carry situation where he had a gun on him and the police approached him and he just started shooting. So that's what I know so far. We don't know the details. The details. I don't know, man. I think, you know, this this country right now, we're, we're in this, 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 this weird, dark place. You know, in terms of race relationships, uh, race relations, you know, our relationship with police, who, I don't know if you guys saw the town hall where you got the Milwaukee chief getting up there saying that, you know, we need the police because, you know, they go in that area where most of the crime is committed. So without us, us being them, you know, they wouldn't be there to protect and serve 
that community. But we thought, at least I hoped, that we would be in a better place than where we are now in terms of police killing people, period. And, and watching that video, the, my first reaction when I was watching that video, and it was late, late one night. Which one? Huh? Really? Which one, bro? Oh, the first video, Alton Sterling. Yeah, Alton Sterling. And the person that captured him, and I'm like, and, and I'm looking like, what happened? What did he do to provoke that, you know, from, from them? And you can clearly hear the guy, don't you fucking move, I swear if you move or whatever. And then he, then he killed him. The police confiscated the security camera, which has the whole thing, of course. And then the second video came out that showed that, the angle, that the yeah, angle. The, the angle, and then they just, that was it. And I think one of the most heart-wrenching things for me was just seeing the guy armed, you know, just kind of move, mm -hmm. the life just, you know, fading from him. And the guy yelling, fuck. But it's, to me, it was like that guy wanted him to move so he can shoot, Quite. you know. Um, FIFA, what was your reaction when you saw, like, let's, Alton Sterling, when you saw the Alton Sterling video? It was extremely difficult for me. Um, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what it was, because the, the way I caught wind of it, I woke up that morning and it was all over Instagram. And I saw it, and I'm like, I, I didn't know what was happening. And then, you know, obviously went on the internet and, and finally saw it and understood what was happening. It's extremely tough, mainly because I have two younger brothers. You know, that mean everything to me. When I watched, you know, somebody be detained, not move, comply, and get killed, it's very unnerving. Because I've been in situations like that um, in Chicago. Not here, not here in Atlanta. I've, I haven't encountered anything like that where I felt my life was at risk like that. Um, especially from police. But very unnerving, man. Um, I don't know what he did wrong. I, I don't know what he did to deserve or warrant that reaction from the cops. And it had me definitely emotionally distraught. I, I called my mom, you know, and, and I talked to her and I was like, look, you know, like this is messing with me because I'm considered a young black male in, in America. You know, people look at me, they're not like, oh, he's a Hispanic, he's brown, but we are all part of, if we have any type of melanin in our skin, I feel like we're a target. She felt exactly the same way. And you know, talking to my brothers about it, my brother is in the military. And he says he doesn't understand what's happening in our own country because there are certain rules of engagement. Even in other countries where we go and we, we're at war, we occupy. Something like that, you will be thrown in military prison to do something like that. You know, so for that to happen here, to be so hostile because of the color of your skin, that is crazy to me. And that's the scariest part, that I don't have to do anything. You mean to tell me all I have to do is just walk out my door or try to provide for my family in the best way I know how? And Because we don't know all of Alton Sterling's situation. I know that the man was selling CDs with permission outside of an establishment. He was there protecting himself. And he gets the cops called on him. He gets because detained. Because he had a gun. The homeless guy called. The, the homeless guy called because he had a gun. Called, he, had a gun. he was a, a felon, I think, or previously arrested. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't allowed legally to have a gun. See, I, I, I didn't know about a, 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 any of that information there. I, I didn't know he was a convicted felon. I didn't know. I didn't even think about the part about he can't carry a gun. <laughs> yeah. he's a felon, so. But the police didn't know that at that point in time. Did they, they ask them? 
But all, all I'm saying is, based off of the footage that we've seen, I didn't hear the police ask him for his name. I didn't see the police go to their computer well, wait, and pull wait, up his file. The video started with them tasing him. Right. So we, don't, we don't know what happened before. Yeah, there, there had to, we don't know what happened before, you're right, Mike. So we don't know what led to them wrestling him to the ground. Exactly. I think that was right. all the case. And, and, and that's all fair. All I'm saying is when he was detained on the ground, he did right. not move. He, I didn't see him reach for anything in his, I, I didn't see that. If you see that, I didn't see that. To get shot point blank like that. And then for the cop, after you shoot him. Like a deadly shot. He, right in your chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. To then sit back and still have your gun out. Like, what is he? I, I just, I don't understand why that is the measure that needs to be taken when you have the tasers, you have the billy clubs. Look, man, I, and I'm not saying that this is right, but beat him up and put him in the back of the cop car. At least he'll live to see tomorrow. You'll die in the and, back of the cop car. You, you, you probably can. To the station. You, you probably can. All I'm saying is, is there's no coming back from being shot point blank in I your chest. Like, there's no coming back from anything. Yes, there are other victims that have died in, in similar scenarios, but we're talking about this particular one. And in this particular one, even uh, Philando Castile, like you said, you made the point, like as a police officer, where in the, in the training book does it say for you to shoot four gunshots into a vehicle with a child? I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the thought process in that scenario. Again, I'm not a cop. You know, I don't know how he felt that his life was in danger in that moment, that that's what he needed to do to protect himself. I just don't understand why you can't walk up, have your hand on the gun if that's how you feel. You, but point blank, right? I, I just, I don't, it does not compute yeah, to me, man. Yeah, it just yeah. does not. Like, and I get so frustrated because it is an emotional thing. It's an emotional thing when you see that because you understand it can be anybody, anywhere, any place. And even though it's not that close to home, it is close to home. Right. I have a brother that has a wife and a beautiful and my beautiful niece. I cannot imagine that. I cannot imagine something like that happening to my family. I, I don't know how I would react. Going back to what you said it can happen anytime, any place, uh, the last shoot we were at, Mike was pulled over for a tail light, mm. which was just like Flando, right? Mm -hmm. I got it fixed the day before Castillo was killed. The day wow. before. And I only got it fixed because my girlfriend was harassing me about it. Mm. I didn't want to spend the money. That little money that I should have spent to get it fixed a long time ago could easily got me killed. You know, black dude riding around with dreads. I get it all the time. You know, it's an interesting too, uh, FIFO. Is like every time when stuff like this always happens, I always my, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, is a police officer. Um, been a police officer for almost 20 years now, and I always like to kind of get his perspective on when, when stuff like this always happens. Like, you know, well, so so you know, you being a police officer, how would you handle that situation? How would you, you know, do you think that's wrong? Do you think this is wrong? So sometimes when I talk to him. You know, certain situations, I always get like a, I guess, a new perspective or another perspective. The way he put it was just kind of like made me think like, hmm. But then when the, when the guy in Minnesota thing happened, he was like, okay, now that was, that was just plain, that was just plain wrong because he already let the cop know that, you know, sir, I'm licensed to carry this pistol, but I'm getting ready to reach and get my wallet. And he was letting the cop know because you, you know, if, if, if a cop, if you wouldn't let the cop know and you have a gun and you reach to get your wallet, up, he, in his mind, he's probably thinking, oh, let me let the cop know so he won't, you know, use excessive force on me. 
So for him to let the cop know that, yo, I'm just let you know I, I'm, I am licensed to carry this handgun, but I'm getting ready to reach in and get my wallet. Cop still shoots four shots at him. Like, when I spoke to my friend like that, I'm like, yo, what's up with that? Like, explain. Because I always like, yo, man, explain this. What did he like, say? Yeah, he was like, yeah, that was wrong. He said that that, that was, like, wrong. Well, I wish more good cops, I guess, would speak out like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That because would be like, like... Well, see, but, 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 but there's backlash to that because there was this one lady, I can't remember. I, I don't the know what they got so she, she got fired? Got fired. Oh, okay. Yeah, light skin with um two kids, single mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and and what she said was 100 percent okay. Some but, of the Facebook video, right? Yes. And I don't think she said anything that was out of bounds. You know, obviously with the nature, I even think suspension was is a bit too far. I think maybe I would have told her, hey, you know, try to keep your, you know, don't try to put it out there. Have, you know, keep it amongst your people, you know, amongst your, you know, friends and family in person. Don't put it out there for the whole world. I would understand that. But to get fired over how you feel, over injustices, because these police officers get acquitted at a 96% rate in these type of incidents. So there is no justice. And especially with, with, with Philando Castile, like your own officer friend said, what is it? This? this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So to be chastised and to lose your job over your own opinion, what type of freedom do we truly have in this country when you can't sell CDs, where you can't let an officer know that, hey, I have this license weapon and I'm letting you know because this is how it's supposed to, this is how this interaction is supposed to happen and I still get my life taken. There is nothing wrong and, I, and, and all of these types of things are the things that make me feel some type of way about this country. Like to me, how, like how are we supposed to live comfortably here? How? How? reading something about there was like a recording of like some NYPD cop trying to tell his department or I'm not sure how they're broken up but his department or something like that to go ahead and you know what I'm saying like racial profile like racially uh, profile like black people in particular no it was a group that was a group of people it wasn't even just one cop yeah like six cops and on you know, one video and they were saying that that their, their, their like boss that, tells them to do that stuff like that it comes out and then it disappears you know what I'm saying? All that one's still out. That one's still out. And those I guys haven't. are being challenged. Like, like their departments are coming after them like they did something wrong. They were being interviewed. It was like, I want to say it was like six cops. I don't know if anybody else saw this yeah. video. It but it's like, like six cops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, yes. It wasn't yes. just a voice recording? No, no, no. This is a video. It was a, video. Video. It was a really video. And, video. and he's saying, you know, they have quotas. Like, just like you have a quota of I got to sell so many blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. They have a quota of they had to bring home so many tickets. So many arrests, etc., which is ridiculous. Right. And to get those quotas, of course, where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to the poor neighborhoods. Of course. Because I mean, what's the? F you're not gonna go to Buckhead. Of course. Because you'll be there all day, and you might not catch you anything good. Day. Right. You're going to Camp Creek. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna get a right. Decatur. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find plenty of people doing that you can give tickets for, and that's what they were saying. But their departments, of course, are coming out and saying, See, well, that was wrong. And that's why I want to transition to this whole Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. And and, and a couple of, of these artists that come out and especially, I, I, I'm going to say it by name, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates. Oh, Kevin yeah. Gates. He deleted for, that video. For, first, what did he do? He was saying, Crystal immediately, she deleted her tweet. Quick. Yeah, he's like, because the only thing worse than a nigga is another nigga. 
What? Wait, what? Yeah. You did not hear yeah. that? He yeah. said that? Yeah. 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 Why do people keep interviewing him though? It was a selfie. It's him right here. Him putting this out there. Him putting this out there. And here's the thing. In this movement, it's trying to shed light to the fact that people with melanated skin tones are being profiled and killed, and that's the problem. We have to fix the system. And until the system is fixed, I'm talking about poverty, I'm talking about these low income places that we, because again, to your point, where is this happening? It's not happening in the hills of Beverly. It's not happening there, you know what I'm saying? It is happening ground, you know what I'm saying, inner cities with, where people of minority primarily, well not primarily because we in the suburbs too, but a lot of us are still in these cities and these low income places with less um, opportunities to get out. That is the systematic problem. It is a problem when, um, did you guys see where private um, prisons are suing the state if they do not stay full. That is part of the system that is broken. I think part of that, that systemic issue you're speaking to in order to correct that many economic and political power, and, and that's how we start to kind of make those changes, um, I think that's a difficult thing to do. N not really. Did, not did you listen to Killer Mike? Mm -hmm. Did okay. you listen to Killer Mike? You're talking about the bank in Atlanta. And I, we, we, we're talking about almost everything. Exactly. All banks. If we all did right. that, then that would, it's not even really political power because political comes from the money. So if you exactly. start with the right. money first, that's gonna crypto. The, everything else is gonna is gonna come right, right behind. Money to hire lobbyists to go to Washington to lobby on our behalf, et cetera, et cetera. They won't have a choice. Right. Because we where else the are they money. gonna go? We don't have to hire them anymore. That's the thing that people because don't get. You don't have to hire them. They're gonna come to you because you all you have all the money right. and you have all the power. Like we're minorities, but we still have a lot of money yes. and we could have we a lot of power. We could have the economic power right. if we start exactly. there first. What did Killer Mike say? Killer Mike was basically saying if you take a million minorities and everybody take a hundred dollars, look. There's a million black folk in Atlanta that has a hundred dollars. And you go to the citizen, citizen Trust Bank and you go there and now you have a hundred million dollars. You have power. You have power. ATM fees, right? Like, cause with my bank currently, my ATM uh, fees are, 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 are come back to me, right? But if you go to this bank and it's like, yo, I'm gonna bring a hundred million dollars. You don't think that they're gonna waive that for you? You don't think that now you have more power in the community? You don't think that now, um, Killer Mike was talking about, if we bring a hundred million dollars to you, now we want you to be able to give small loans to black people for businesses and homes. That's how you empower our community but and that's that how you the most important thing in my opinion was now you're going to all of these other groups that you're pulling your money from and saying we will not give you another dollar until you, until you, speak, out, yeah. until you speak out and you say that we think this is a problem. And I love the fact that he brought up apartheid because I remember when I was young, I used to, I mean, I was like a kid when apartheid was still going on, but I used to argue with my mom, because I, mean, I barely knew what apartheid was. All I knew was it was racist. She loved, <laughs> she loved Coca-Cola, and she would still buy Coke. And I'd be like, why are we buying Coke, mom? They hate black people. He was saying apartheid ended because we finally said, we're not with Delta, we're not with Coca-Cola until y'all change. And I think that that's something that could happen now that's completely, it's, it's relevant, it's fairly easy to do, and it's non-violent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. We're not gonna get killed by doing this. <laughs> right. With, with, with the malls, 
when they they boycotted the malls, they had to close early. We have power, and it starts with money. Exactly. We we have big power in America. We just fail to realize it, and we don't know how to utilize it. And I and I and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a leader. I don't always have like these ideas. I don't I don't always know. You know what I'm saying? But what Killer Mike said, yo, this is why I with Killer Mike. This is why I with Killer Mike. And and he made another good point. Us here in Atlanta, we have it kind of good at Black folks. Because we don't deal with a lot of this stuff that we have seen in some of these other uh, neighboring states and cities. We don't. Here, here it it is policed a lot better in Atlanta. So I I am definitely with Killer Mike getting, and I'm going to use his words, these dogs up out of some of these um, um, local governments in some of these other places, man. Like, like we have to band together. We have to pool our resources. Because we've done it in history where we were prosperous, where we were making moves. And then what happens? It gets bombed up. Yeah. It gets burned up. So the thing is, is that we we have to band together and stay there and stay united until we get what is owed and deserved to us because we are part of this country as well. You know what? I'm getting tired of the all lives matter thing where I feel like, remember we were talking earlier about people are so sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. And we feel like we have to say, oh, we have to, to preface it by all lives matter, but yeah. I think we need to drop that um, because to me that all lives matter movement has we all know it has racism built into it um, that goes without saying but I think we just need to stay on right we need it's to so get productive why should I have to take time out of my day to explain why all lives matter that's common sense people out here that's on social media Facebook all these these news outlets they know what the we're talking about we shouldn't have to explain it. We shouldn't have to justify I'm not stupid. the reason. You're yes. not stupid. They're not stupid. Everybody's playing stupid and tiptoeing like, it don't always matter. Obviously. It's- but if <laughs> black lives are not included in that all, that's what the f we fighting for. <laughs> what is the disconnect? Sometimes I, I really do think they're that stupid. That's the sad right. part. Who? A lot of so these. I think, no, no, no. Wait, you know what I, I think? think? I think a lot of them are We're really not going that to stupid. discuss her. I have a I have a couple of personal problems with what's going on. First thing, what you were saying earlier with we don't know the situation and stuff like that, that is very true. Like before, you know, these videos are out, you know what I'm saying? Like before they start recording, we don't know how things led up to how they were, you know, gonna be and all that other stuff. My issue with that is I don't care if you were a felon. I don't care if you had a gun. Cause at the end of the day, if Dylan Roof can walk into a church and fellowship for an hour with people, shoot, and come out like this in handcuffs, we don't get offered that same humanity. We don't get offered that same humanity. And it's not until literally over 500 and what? Over 530 people have died this year alone. Black Mm -hmm. people, by cops. Okay, cool, but five cops die in Dallas, and oh my God, this world is so cruel, you guys. Oh my God, we have to do something. Oh my God, our country. Okay, so it's not until you see people that relate to you and your skin tone that you that you want to cry and be upset about that. I'm not upset because if you want to buck at us, don't be mad when we buck back. I'm not saying go kill nobody, but I'm saying I'm not mad if people on the other side got to feel burned. 
it's like a wake-up call to America. And one of the things that I saw in, in, in some of those marches is I saw white people in there too, because I think there's a good number of them that are sick and tired of this too. Absolutely. Because they're like, this is not us. Oh my God, now we have to deal with this again. Yeah, yeah. Now I have to deal with black people mad at me again. Yeah, no, for no reason because of the that. racist, white supremacist people that are out here. Absolutely. That, according to a report by the FBI in 2006, mm -hmm. There was noted that there were the KKK and white supremacist groups were starting to infiltrate the police departments and could be the root of that. And now black people, some black people, a few, one or two black people are fed the f up. Um, we know that and, and, and Michael Xavier Johnson, as horrible as he was, this man was trained by America to die. He had made peace with that already when well, he went to fight for this country. Yeah, pretty much. And he <laughs> And so he just, he said, I'm fighting for black folks. He said he was tired and he went up there and he said, according to the cops, that he wanted to kill white cops or, yeah, white cops. And he did, and it's horrible to see the end results of that because five people lost their lives because of a cop that killed a man in, in Louisiana. Like he knew he wasn't coming out. He knew he wasn't coming out. He knew he was going to die. And he took one for the team as up as that sound. But we all know he went up there with a purpose and a meaning. And he went up there to send a message. It's the wrong message, but they've been sending messages to us for years. Okay. So then when does it, like, what's, so then what's the solution? Like, when does it end? Then well, we fire back, they fire back. We fire it back. goes back to what Killer it's, Mike it's was saying. Love, that's not, it's hate and love, It's hate and love. It's hate and love. That's not doing No, it isn't. It isn't the solution. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard about it, I was like, we live. You know, like, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, people are dying. Like, I just people in France, like, it's the world. I think it's ironic that everybody wants to pray for all these other situations, but when it's you, you be the first one to be like, oh, well, we gotta get the guns. Obama has set these Black Lives Matter people wild. Like, we gotta, you're gonna see the real America. Like, okay, you wanna pray for everywhere else that has something up going on. Oh my God, such and such died. Pray for Alton Sterling. Pray for, you know, pray for all these people. But when it's you in your life, you be the one like this. Right, you got a town hall. Violence from us as a means to um, attack back, clap back, whatever you wanna call it. It's not the right move because that's a battle we're not going to win. Absolutely. I think y'all are kind of still skipping over what she just said and what she just asked. Mm -hmm. So, Rock, yeah. she mm -hmm. just asked both of y'all, where does this end and what's the next step and what's the solution? Because I'm not, I, I understand frustration. I do, 100%. Because I, I hate to say this, I've never liked cops. And I'm prejudiced like that. If I see a cop, I'm leaving. I don't care if he's black, white, Hispanic, Asian, I'm leaving the situation. I'm never breaking the law, ever. I'm, I'm pretty straight and narrow. But if I see a cop, I'm leaving because I know how those are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're breaking the law. If they feel like with you, they, they will make it. some A guy it. actually told us once, me and my boy were getting in my cars when I was still in school, and this car drove by, and I don't know why he did this, and I still hate him for this, but, he did a spin kick at the car, like playing around, and the dude pulled over. We were young, he was like 17. The car pulled over and the guy came back and he starts yelling at us and we're like, what the f It was a joke, ha ha ha, it's really funny, he's kicking a cop car. And the dude was like, I'll take you both to jail. And Alex said, for what? And he said, I'll make something. 
That's the kind of I'm talking about. So, just like she said, what is the solution? Yeah, we're clapping back, we're clapping back. What good is that gonna do? Because they will just clap harder. What we're doing right now is we're throwing meat at a lion's mouth. The lion is already biting us, bruh. Exactly. And now all we're doing is we're tossing more meat at that No, I'm more with, with Killer Mike's aspect of attacking where it hurts. This is what they want. They want us to attack fast because they will win. I agree with both sides. What I'm saying is the whole investing in the banks thing and supporting black business and putting your money where it needs to, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Boycotting, you know, white supremacist, you know, um, companies and stuff yes. like that, all that stuff. Um, people who are putting money into like conservative groups and stuff like that. I'm with that.